take your Bible, if you would, and turn to Joshua chapter number 3. I mentioned there right at the beginning of service that I was going to preach Jesus wept. And as I was standing here looking at my Bible, I realized that I did not put my notes for the message this morning in my Bible. So if you wonder why I was walking out in the second song, that's why. I wanted to get that. And some of you said, well, you should have just stayed in here and preached that verse. Well, I'll tell you, there's a lot you can wring out of those two words. There's a lot there for that. But Joshua chapter 3, we'll look here at a few verses in just a moment. But I don't have to tell you, we find ourselves gathered today at the end of yet another year. And uh, if you're like me, this one certainly seemed to scoot on by awfully quick. Some are glad that this year's over. Some are, well, that wasn't testifying time, but like I said, some are glad that, that it's over. Some are sad to see it go. And we have seen in this past year sunshine and storm, blessings and burdens, happiness and heartache, faith and frustration. And it was a year of ups and downs. But in just a few hours, a few short hours, the journey that we've called 2023 will end and the odometer of years will click up yet again. And might I remind you through it all, God's been good. And there's a brand new year ahead. So this morning, I want us to consider this thought. Tomorrow's unknown wonders. Tomorrow's unknown wonders. Joshua chapter 3, look with me at verse number 1. And Joshua rose early in the morning. That's not about my son. I just thought I'd throw that in in case you were confused. Joshua chapter number 3. And Joshua rose early in the morning. He takes after his dad. And Joshua rose early in the morning, and they removed from Shittim and came to Jordan, he and all the children of Israel, and lodged there before they passed over. And it came to pass after three days that the officers went through the host. They commanded the people, saying, When ye see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God, and the priests of the Levites bearing it, Then ye shall remove from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about two thousand cubits by measure. Come not near unto it, that ye may know the way by which ye must go, for ye have not passed this way heretofore. And Joshua said unto the people, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. I'm going to consider the matter of tomorrow's unknown wonders. Let's pray. Father, we certainly do love you. We certainly are thankful that you're a good God, a merciful God, a saving God, a keeping God. And Lord, we're thankful that you have brought us through to this point in another year. We look forward to the year ahead. Lord, while we may not know what's ahead, we know that you do. We know that you care. We know that you love us and that you have a perfect plan. And I pray 
that You'd help us this morning to draw close to You. And Lord, that we would uh, confide in You, that we would cast our burdens upon You, that we would uh, continue walking with You uh, today and every day for the rest of our lives until You call us to glory. And Lord, I pray if there's one here without Christ today, that today the wonder that they would realize is that there's a Savior and their sins can be forgiven because You love them so much to make a way where there was no way. And thank You for Jesus. Thank You for the victory that we have in Him. Thank You that Jesus lives. Thank You, Lord, for Your greatness. Truly, how great You are. Lord, we humbly bow before You this morning, very needy people, and we ask that You'd speak to our hearts this morning. Give us what we need for this hour, we pray. In Jesus' name, Amen. Israel was about to cross the Jordan River into the promised land of Canaan. Notice, not the land of Canaan, the promised land of Canaan. God's promise to those people. But in verse number 4, we see that they were about to enter a place they had never been before. Verse 4 says, Ye have not passed this way heretofore. For the Israelites in our text, their tomorrow would mark a new era of life and a new chapter of history. Verse 5 lets us know that the tomorrow God promised would be a, would be blessed with wonders. Joshua said, Tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. But for the wonders to come, the people had a simple task to do. Verse 3, when you see the ark of the covenant the Lord of the Lord your God, go after it. You say, well, that's great preacher, but what does our future hold? What will this coming new year be like for me? Well, let me answer you this morning like Joshua spoke to the Israelites. Here's the answer. You will have to follow the leading of God in order to find the way and the wonder. Just a minute. Because I'm afraid that some of us, as well-meaning as we may be, we view the unknown tomorrow as we must take a blind leap. And I'm here to tell you today that God never tells you to take a blind leap. He gives you a guided path. Our future and our tomorrow is an untraveled past uh, path for us. How can tomorrow be past? Okay, so our, our tomorrow is an untraveled path for us. You've not been there yet. I've not been there yet. We are in the here and now. It is a time of our life that has not been fully revealed to us. And we don't know what tomorrow holds, but we know who holds tomorrow. And He's promised that our tomorrow can be one of wonders. You say, really? Yes. Wonderful peace. Wonderful joy, wonderful mercy, 
Wonderful grace, wonderful blessings, wonderful salvation, security, and service. And I don't know about you today, but I'm willing to walk on following God to see the available wonders ahead. When we think of the wonder-working power of God that we've seen in the past, why would we not want to follow Him into tomorrow? But see, for many, for many Christians... Their best days, they think, were yesterday and not tomorrow. They think their days of wonders are behind them and not before them. They think their dreams of how it used to be are better than considering how it could be. To them, their day of wonder is past. And for People like that, they live the remainder of their days looking back instead of ahead. They focus on the rearview mirror instead of looking out the windshield. But we have God's promises that our tomorrow can indeed be a day of fantastic wonders if we'll simply walk by faith following the Lord. I want you to know today, we need to see some wonders still today. Now, some of you may have already left the avenue of faith and you're now merging onto the many lanes of doubt's highway. Let me in. I want to doubt that this can happen. Hold on. I know that you You won't like this. I don't like this. I know that we will, in the year ahead, most likely face hurts and hard times as we walk by faith. And the road might look impossible. It might look impassable for you. But can I ask you this morning, is anything too hard for God? No. No thing is too hard for Him. So instead of worrying about potential problems, just keep walking patiently, following God, and trusting His promises. I want to encourage you this morning with some truths that will help you, it will help me see tomorrow's unknown wonders in 2024. Number one this morning by way of outline, if we're going to see tomorrow's unknown wonders, number one, we need a renewed dedication. We need a renewed dedication. In verse 5 of our text, Joshua said unto the people, sanctify yourselves. Now, we saw in verse number 2 that here the Israelites were, they were camped at the Jordan River for three days before they crossed over, and there were several reasons for them stopping there. First and foremost, they needed to make sure everybody was there. Everybody here, let's get a head count. Let's figure out who's here and who's not. They needed to make sure everybody was there. They needed to have some time to rest and reflect on what they've just come through and how God had loved them and led them to this very place and had never failed them. In all of their wanderings in the wilderness, their wandering was their fault. 
Their wandering was their fault. It was their doubt. It was their lack of faith. It was their mistrust in God. It was their murmuring against God's plan and against God's people. And now, as they come out of the wilderness, they stop here at the Jordan River. They camp for a few days and they're resting and I'm certain they're reflecting, hey, you remember when we left Egypt? We thought we'd never leave Egypt and that sea opened up and and we went through on dry ground and then when Pharaoh's army got in the middle of the sea, God shut the sea again. (laughs) You remember, do you remember the song we sang when we came out of the sea? Do you remember how all of a sudden we were thirsty and we, we complained about being thirsty and how God brought water out of a rock? Do you remember when we complained about being hungry and God sent bread from heaven every single day for us to eat? Do you remember how we've been in the wilderness for 40 years and our shoes didn't wear out and our clothes didn't wear out and it just seems that uh, that uh, God was with us every step of the way? Do you remember when even when we complained that we were tired of this light bread? Our soul loatheth this light bread. What a statement. What an indictment against God. Can I help you today? Let me just stop for a moment. Just just sidebar. In just a few minutes, I don't want to say it like that. Some of you get get anxious. About an hour and a half, (laughs) we're going to go downstairs. Now see, now when we're done before an hour and a half, you all be happy. See? So in an hour and a half, when we go downstairs to eat, and you get in front of some food that you don't necessarily know what it is, but you put it on your plate, and you go over to the other room, and you sit down, and you start to eat, please don't be the one that say, My soul loatheth this! Because somebody's feelings are going to get hurt. You imagine how that hurt God as He provides them bread day after day after day after day, and they are so sick of it! that they say they hate it. Can you imagine? They thought about that. Boy, we long for the leeks and the garlic of Egypt. We long for the food. Wait, they forgot about the fetters that kept them in bondage. They forgot about the work that they had to do. They forgot about the slavery that they were in, all because they wanted something different to eat. Three days and their mind has time to reflect on all these things. And Remember how God sent in that cloud of birds into the camp and they all just sort of like fell right there dead. So we had a big barbecue and we ate them. And then to those that had gorged themselves on it while the meat was still in their teeth, as the Bible says, that they died. Do you, do you remember just how good God's been to us for these years? Do you remember just how gracious God has been to us through these years? Do you remember uh, just how glad we are now uh, that uh, that God has led us every step of the Three days for them to think about it. How God loved them. How God led them. How God never failed them. But they also had to stop to make sure everyone had the right preparation and right understanding for the days ahead. 
See, just like the Israelites in the camp at the bank of that river, they were unable to see everything on the other side. They could see the river. They could see a little. I don't know if you've ever uh, been to a big river uh, in the world, whether there's the Ohio River, there's the Mahoning River, there's the Mississippi River. That one's pretty wide in places. And you know, you can stand on one bank of that river and you can look across and you can see a little bit, but you can't see it all. And just as those Israelites were standing on the one side of the Jordan River, looking now across into what was mostly unknown, you and I stand at the start of a new year. We have no idea what tomorrow holds. We have no idea. Now we have some hopes and we have some thoughts. We have some wishes, we have some wants. But we don't know what tomorrow will hold for us. So in verse 5, Joshua now says, Sanctify yourselves. Stop and dedicate yourself to dealing with your relationship with God before you decide to take the next step. See, as we're gathered here this morning, there might be one here today who this past year has caused them to be weary in the journey. This past year, maybe they maybe you wandered a little bit. Maybe you decided that it was time to quit. Oh, maybe you're here this morning and through this past year, uh, you were hurt in the journey. Maybe you needed, maybe today you need some treatment for an infecting bitterness. Maybe you let doubt distract you along the way. Maybe you let fears frustrate you on the journey. Maybe Maybe you let inability irritate you, but it's time now to set things right. Joshua realized that tomorrow's unknown wonders would require the sanctification of today. And just like we see here, if you and I want to see wonders in the days ahead, in tomorrow's new year, we too have an obligation to sanctify ourselves. There must be, do not miss this, there must be a renewal of our dedication to God. If you don't want tomorrow to be the same old repeat of yesterday, you must sanctify yourself today. But preacher, you don't understand. Well, let me say it this way. So you had a bump and bruise. So you had a slip and stumble. So you had a distraction or a depression or a desertion yesterday. Friend, that's gone. That's the past. Hit the reset button today. You have an opportunity today to freshly lay it all on the altar. Lay it all at God's feet and rededicate your life to the Lord. And once again, put God first in your life. Tomorrow's unknown wonders start with a renewed dedication today. But number two, I want you to see tomorrow's unknown wonders require a received direction. A received direction. You will notice from our text the people were not left there 
on the bank of the Jordan River to figure out where they would go. They were given directions, specific directions for their next steps. Verse 3 says, And they commanded the people, saying, When ye see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God, and the priests, the Levites, bearing it, then ye shall remove from your place and go after it. Think back with me again. For years, these Israelites had traveled under God's command. Wherever they pitched their tent, wherever they marched, wherever they stopped again, all was by the leadership of heaven. But this is a new time. That was 40 years. This is a new time. This is a new place. This is a new way. So they were going to need some new directions. Can I tell you today, the directions are not going to be profitable if they are received but not followed. Hearing without doing is not helpful. James chapter 1 and verse 22, the Bible says, But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Notice verse 3, When ye see, then ye shall go after it. But verse 4 has a caution. There shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Come not near unto it, that ye may know the way by which ye must go, for ye have not passed this way before, or heretofore. You notice the directions that were given? Don't outrun it, because you've not come this way before. Let me stop for a minute. Have you ever been impatient to get busy doing something? And God hasn't told you to take the step yet. And you're like, but I'm running out of time. And you decide you'll just go ahead and go on anyway. Don't don't outrun God. Why? You've not come this way before. Don't fail to follow because you've not come this way before. There have been numerous times in my life where we have been going somewhere and the trip required multiple vehicles. And so, and it was in a place where I didn't know uh, my way around. And, uh, and I'll give you an example. It was just a couple years ago. We went down to Lexington, uh, Kentucky, and uh, we were going to Brother Fugate's church uh, for a conference there. And uh, we made it by GPS uh, to the hotel and we got checked in and all that. And lo and behold, there's my pastor. I was like, wow, well, this is exciting. I didn't expect you to be here. He didn't expect me to be there. And there we were, face to face, one on the elevator, one waiting for the elevator. And he said, you, you're going tonight, right? Yep. He's, and I, he's like, have you been there yet? And I'm like, I've, I've never been to the new place. He said, oh, well, you can just follow me. It's easy to get there. <laughs> Apparently, he forgot to think about the fact that He said for me to follow Him. Because when He hit the road, 
We say, well, yeah, you failed to follow. Well, I wasn't going to break the law like that. That's on him. <laughs> say, what did you do? I had to get some directions. So I look over at Terry and I'm like, could you please punch that into the map on your phone so we know where to go? And eventually we caught back up to him again. And I'm like, what in the world? He said, oh, I thought you were right behind me. I'm like, did you look in those reflective things that show you what's behind you? No, I thought you'd just be behind me. Don't fail to follow because you've not come this way before. Notice here in the direction that was given. Don't follow too close. Don't follow too fast. Don't outrun. Don't fall behind. There's a pace to this trip. There, and God knew what that would be. And God gives them now instructions. He said, here's how you need to follow. You've not been here before, so watch the steps ahead. You think about this now. Notice it says there shall be a space between you and it. Why? What happened if you were to lay your hand on the Ark of the Covenant? You'd die. Wait a minute. Look at the verse again. There shall be a space, verse 4, there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Come not near unto it, or you'll die? No. That ye may know the way by which ye must go. He doesn't, he doesn't mention death there, but he says there needs to be enough space so that you can see what's coming ahead. You think about that for a minute. Watch the steps ahead. Walk safely ahead. You've not been here before. Don't go off following your own thoughts, your own plans, your own desires, your own demands. Wait for God to move and follow Him. You know why there needs to be a distance that you follow? You know what happens when you get too close to something? You want to put your hands on it. And you want to figure out how you can fix it and how you can work in it. And God says, that ark needs to go ahead so that I have time and space to work as you follow along. Why? Because God said that, uh, Joshua said that the Lord said, tomorrow you'll see the wonder of God. That God was going to work wonders among, He didn't say that they had to work all the, all, all Joshua said is, you need to dedicate yourself to the Lord and you need to point yourself in His direction. Just follow Him. Wait for God to move and follow Him. But let me throw something else in here. In case you, in case you didn't see it. Although there were new directions needed, there was not a new director needed. The way was still guided by God. And friends, He still guides you and me today. So as we enter the tomorrow of 2024, we must take time to get alone with God. We must take time to get right with God. We must take time to get direction from God. We must find out what He wants. We must ask God, what do you want, God, for my life? What do you, how do you want to use me? Where do you want me to serve? What is your wonderful plan for my tomorrow? We need not only an 
act of renewed dedication, but we also need to carefully receive His direction. See, this is vital because unfortunately most Christians get stuck in rut and routine. But just like the Israelites, this is not time to go on spiritual autopilot and keep on doing things as they have always been done without checking to see how God wants them done in the days ahead. Tomorrow's unknown wonders require a renewed dedication, require a received direction. Number three this morning, a required dependence. A required dependence. Verse five, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. I want to tell you this morning, renewed dedication is good. And received direction is good. But without a dependence on the Lord's presence, there will be no wonders ahead. Now, will you just, my goodness, stop and think with me for a minute. How many will devote themselves to religion and receive some religious direction, yet run off into disaster because they forgot to depend upon God? Let me, let me help you this morning. Do you realize that you can read your Bible every day. So this morning as you got your bulletin, there is that Bible reading schedule. I want you to think about this. Do you realize that you can read your Bible every day? You can pray every day. You can attend every single church service. You can give in every offering. Amen, Brother Dennis. You can give in every offering. You can serve in every aspect of ministry. And you can still fail to see God's wonder if you forget to depend upon Him. I know lots of people who I've talked to have told me how many times that they've read that Bible, but they're not trusting in the Lord to show them the truth of that Bible. Oh, I've talked to so many. Well, I pray and I pray. But are you praying amiss? As James said, are you asking uh, what you shouldn't be asking for? Do you realize you can go through all the motions and miss it? If you forget to depend upon God. That's why it's so important that God is first in our life. It's so important that God is foremost in our life. Because without Him, you and I would fail. Every single time. We must do what the Lord directs us to do, but we must never forget to do it all in dependence of Him. Not independent of Him, but in our dependence in Him. Verse 6, verse 6. And they took up the Ark of the Covenant and went before the people. And the Lord said unto Joshua, Notice the words, this day will I begin. It goes on to say, to magnify thee in the sight of all Israel, that they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. The ark was symbolic of the presence and power of God. Following the ark was symbolic of renewed dedication, received direction, 
and required dependence. Now look at verse 10. Look at verse 10. And Joshua said, Hereby ye shall know that the living God is among you, and that He will without fail drive out from before you. And then there's a laundry list of names. Wait a minute. Whose job was it to deal with the problems ahead? God's. And what did it say? Without fail, God would work wonders. See, it does you no good and it does me no good to fret about what the future holds when we can trust the one who holds tomorrow and will lead us into the tomorrow and we can have peace and we can have comfort and we can have strength and we'll have wisdom and we'll have discernment if we'll just follow Him and let Him work. But did you see it in verse 10? He will, without fail, drive out from before you. The wonders that followed the renewed dedication, the received direction, the required dependence. And I want to remind you today, friend, God loves you. If you're here this morning without Christ, you need to be saved. And He will save you because He loves you. And I, as I've said so many times before, if He could save someone as rotten as me, as wicked as me, as filthy of a sinner as I am, He'll have no problem saving you. The blood of Christ cleanses from all sin. If you're here this morning and lost, you need to be saved. But if you're here this morning and saved, God loves you. And let me, let me remind you of this. God is with you if you'll walk with Him. And He will without fail work His wonders before you. No, wait, not work your wonders. Not work your wants, but He'll work His wonders. That brings us to a question. And you have to answer this in your own heart and mind. Do you want to see tomorrow's unknown wonders from the Lord? And if that answer is yes, and it should be, then you must make sure that God is with you and that you are with Him in dedication, in direction, and in your dependence. Without God, there would be no wonders because He is the author and finisher of wonders. He must be with us. Moses prayed. You, you, you see where the Lord tells Joshua, this day I'm going to work and I'm going to exalt you and I'm going to be with you so that the Israelites will see just as I was with Moses, I'm with you. Well, think back to what Moses said uh, in, in Exodus thirty three fifteen. Moses prayed to the Lord when the Lord said that, mm, Moses, you need to go. This is what Moses said. If thy presence go not with me, carry us not up hence. God, if you're not in this, I ain't interested. God, if you're not in this, I'm not going. 
God, if you're not leading this, I'm not following. That's where we need to be, friends, if we want to see the wonders once again. Jesus said in John chapter 15 and verse 5, Without me, you can do nothing. Now, like I said, it's your choice. I can't force you. You can't force me. It's our choice. Are we going to do these things? See, you can certainly keep your distance from the Lord and live your life your way. But don't expect life to be filled with wonder. It'll take a renewed dedication to the Lord. Are you willing to give your all to Him? And when I say all, I mean all. Even that little hidden spot in your life that you're holding on to, all. It'll take a received direction. Are you willing to follow Him? Wait. Wherever He leads, whatever He asks. Say, oh, I can't do that. I promise you, if God is leading you that way, it's the best way. It'll take a required dependence. Are you willing to stay close to the Lord? This morning, we can know the wonders of tomorrow if we'll simply take God at His word. The question is, are we willing? As our heads are bowed, we'll pray.